episode 11, and we're back. Not your average cheerleader. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And let me tell you, I am shocked by this past weekend's games. Can you believe it? Can you believe it? Like everyone who we didn't think was going to win won, including the Jaguars. Welcome to Not Your Average Cheerleader NFL Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Gibbs. And here we cover the NFL players, the game, the contracts. Man, we even cover the injuries. So I need you to sit back, relax. If you're all about the NFL, you're in the right place. I'm about to throw some commentary your way. So you know what? Go ahead and grab your coffee, grab your tea, grab your food, because we're about to get this party started. You know, I always get excited when I get a chance to, like, watch a game. And these games just kind of blew my mind at as to who won. I'll tell you right now, my predictions were, like, way off. And that's just because so much has happened over the weekend, actually last week into the weekend, and then the starting of this week. And so we're going to get into all of it. Are y'all ready? You got your coffee, your tea, your orange juice, whatever it is. Are you in your car? Are you sitting in your home? Wherever you may be right now. I am sitting here. This is bought to you by, of course, my sparkling probiotic. I'm drinking lemon and cayenne because I finished a workout this morning. And then I was like, let me jump on and do my episode as planned. Um, so let's, without further ado, let's get into this episode. First, I'm going to start backwards. Let's start with my week nine predictions because, well, they're embarrassing. Um, you have the Cardinals versus the 49ers. Well, we all knew the Cardinals was going to win. I blame Kyle Shanahan for how the 49ers are performing. You have weapons. Your quarterbacks are touch and go, not going to lie to you. And they had the chance to honestly win that game. Kyler Murray was out with an injury. Um, I believe it was his ankle. You also had, um, what's his name? Wow, I am losing names right now. <laughs> it's not who I'm originally thinking. DeAndre Hopkins, there it is, um, who was also out with an injury, both chilling on the sideline. And I was like, ooh, 49ers probably actually have a chance to win this. I was wrong. Um, and they didn't. Um, but George Kittle was back. So we had all our weapons back, and we still lost. Anyway, I projected the Jets um, to lose, and the Colts won. I got that right. The Broncos beat the Cal- – listen, the Patriots won, of course. I said that. The Falcons beat the Saints. I said that. The Ravens beat the Vikings. That was probably – that gets the award for best game of the weekend. That game was so close over time. I mean, it came down to Lamar Jackson. It came down to Kirk Cousins. Who was going to play the best? Who had the best team? And let me tell you, to me, that was the most entertaining game of the weekend. I don't know about you. Let me know how you feel about that. We had the Browns versus the Bengals. The Bengals actually beat the Browns. No, the Browns beat the Bengals. I projected the Bengals to win because I just wanted to root for them. But the Browns beat the Bengals. And there's some things to say about that. Um, The Jaguars beat the Bills, y'all. We're about to get into that in just a second. But the Jaguars beat the Bills. I'm just as shocked as you are. I really am. Um, I projected the Dolphins to be the Texans, of course. Raiders to be the Giants. Nope, Giants came back and beat the Raiders with that one. Chargers versus the Eagles. I projected the Chargers. Packers versus the Chiefs. Now, I will say this before I get into that topic. You know why I projected the Packers to beat the Chiefs. Well, some things happened that ultimately changed my prediction literally after I got on this microphone and I said it to you all. The next announcement was... Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. I was just a set, you are, I was just blown. I was like, wow, that really throws everything that I had planned 
off to the side. Um, the Chiefs won that game barely, though. Titans versus the Rams. I projected the Rams, of course, but the Titans proved me wrong. And then the Bears versus the Steelers. Steelers blew out the Bears. So those are my projections from last week. Um, and we're going to get into our topics. Number one, Josh Allen versus Josh Allen. It was Allen on Allen crying. It really was. That was just, that was really sad to watch. Listen, you had Josh Allen, who's the linebacker um, for the Jaguars, tore up the QB for the Bills, Josh Allen. And I mean, so bad at one point he sacked him. And when Josh Allen QB for the um, for the Bills got up, his jersey was all like hanging off. His pads were all, I mean, it was bad. It almost looked like he ripped his jersey, like, all, and I'm like, come on, teammates, fix fix your QB's jersey. Why he looked like he literally just came out of, like, a dog pile. Like, it looked really bad. And, I mean, homeboy tore him up. The Jaguars defeated the Bills 9-6. to I know you're probably like, that's not a lot, Ashley. I mean, it's not, but <laughs> you got to give it up for the linebacker, Josh Allen, who just shut down QB Josh Allen from interceptions, which actually... Josh Allen had two interceptions, 264 yards, and zero touchdowns. So it was by far not his best game at all. Um, from interceptions to sacks, linebacker Josh Allen, that was a physical assault at that point. Um, I use that term uh, figuratively um, on the field in a sense that if you go back and watch the highlights of that game, QB Josh Allen just could not get a break. Poor guy. I mean, when I saw his I'm laughing because you got to go watch the tape. When I saw his jersey hanging off and his pads were basically all hanging out, like I was like, he basically has to go to the back and fix his clothes. Like it looked bad. You need to go watch it. It was just really sad to watch. Um, I was rooting for the Bills. I don't know what happened, but yeah, they lost that game and and yeah, they lost that game. So I, I don't know what to tell you. Hopefully they make a comeback. I I don't know. I feel like everyone who's projected to be playoff contenders right now all lost their games except for like one. So we'll see what happens with the Bills. Hopefully they watch that tape. They learn something. They learn how to stop that guy because linebacker Josh Allen was just like, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you, the one with my name. And that's how that was going down. So just a side note um, between before I move to the next topic. Y'all know OBJ is officially a free agent, right? He passed. He cleared everything. He's officially a free agent. Y'all know about all that drama, right? I know you've probably been watching other, um, you know, YouTube segments and things like that. Let me tell you my take on it because this is the Not Your Average Cheerleader, and I always have something to say about something. And so Odell Beckham Jr., if you don't know the story, dad went on Twitter, um, OBS, o- Odell Beckham Sr., um, he went on Twitter and basically blamed... Baker Mayfield for his son's poor performance um, in a nutshell. I'm paraphrasing. And apparently it caused a lot of team drama. It really put a wrench in the relationship between Baker and um, OBJ to the point where they even excused him from practice. And by excuse, he probably showed up and they were like, nah. And he went back home. Um, So he missed like two practices Apparently his, you know, representation was talking to the GM of the Browns and was like, hey, we got to get him out of this contract, you know, a paraphrasing. Um, and they next thing you know, there was negotiations of talks of trying to trade him. I don't know what team would actually pick him up. I've heard rumors that he's untradeable. I don't know how I I don't think any player is untradeable. I've seen players that were completely written off that are now winning Super Bowls. <clears throat> Antonio Brown. Um, so. 
I don't know if I would say untradeable, but that's what's being spread around. There's so many teams on the chopping block that are interested, possibly rumored to be interested in OBJ. Now that he's officially a free agent, he's out of Cleveland Brown territory. It was just not a good relationship. I think y'all know watching that game, it just seems like when Baker tried to force the ball a lot to OBJ, he wasn't catching it. Right now, OBJ's ranked 65th out of the wide receivers in the league. Like, I think he's only had seven recorded touchdowns um, in his entire tenure since he got to the Browns. So it's just like he hasn't played well. So I don't know for him to there's been, you know, alleged rumors that he's been saying he wants to go to a winning team and all these other things. And I'm just like a winning team to do what? What are you going to add? Because you haven't really caught anything. And to be fair, y'all know my rule on this podcast. If two hands touch that ball. You should have caught it unless the other like CB or whoever was covering you was in your face and smacked you across the face, pass interference six ways from Sunday. You should have caught the ball. And there was a few times where OBJ's hands were on that ball and he just did not come down with it. And I don't see if he's the same level of value he was when he got drafted to the Browns or um, traded to the Browns leaving the Giants. So um, right now there's a lot of um, rumors of teams that might pick him up from the Seahawks to the Rams to Kansas City. Um, So I'm interested to see uh, where he's going to go. I want to hear from you. Where do you think he might land? Do you think he's still tradable? I think he's still got some some gas left in the tank. He might just honestly need a really good QB that will target him, but he has to let go of the diva complex in my opinion. Like, he wants to be the OBJ star that he was on the Giants. And in all fairness, you go to the Rams, Cooper Cup is a star of that team. If you go to, you know, any other team like uh, the Seahawks, you have DK Metcalf and Lockett that are really the the targets for that team. So you're really filling a gap, a need. Um, So that's really what I think about the whole OBJ situation. I just had to update y'all on that because I was hearing all kinds of blurbs about that all over the internet and between Twitter and everything. Why he let his dad get up there and talk like that? I'm really curious, y'all. Why he let his dad get up there? Not that you can control your family, Patrick Holmes. But why he let his dad get up there and rant like that and mess up his relationship? Now there's just a bad taste in that team's mouth. No wonder they wouldn't let you come to practice. I wouldn't even let you in a locker room. Once people feel some kind of way about you team-wise and they're trying to win, no, you can leave. So that that's going to be that on OBJ. I'm, I'm going to keep y'all posted if I hear anything else. Um, don't forget to visit www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com for all the you know, news and updates and all great things. I know I promised y'all an updated video from when I went to the Atlanta Falcons game um, Sunday before last. It is coming. I promise it's a lot of footage. I mean, I had to figure out the best way that I'm going to combine it all together. But also, too, I go to the Bucks versus Washington this Sunday. So I will be also reporting from that game. So y'all might actually have two videos coming. So if you haven't yet, scurry on over to YouTube Type in Not Your Average Cheerleader and subscribe because I have so much great content coming your way. I'm really excited for you all to see it. Now, back to football. Number two, Aaron Rodgers' vaccine controversy. I know y'all, oh Lord. <laughs> I know y'all heard about this because, I mean, I couldn't stop watching blurbs and tapes and videos and all the above about Aaron Rodgers opening his mouth. Um, yeah, as you know, I predicted the Packers to beat Kansas City. I was confident in that prediction until Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19 prior to that game. So that way he was put on COVID-19 protocols. As you know, we have just recently learned he is not vaccinated. 
Um, and he went on the Pat McAfee show to express his thoughts, if you will. Um, real quick, before we get to that interview, keep in mind, Kansas City, of course, won 13 to 7. Poor Jordan Love was struggling. I mean, he was, you could tell he was nervous. Again, it was his first game. So, and they didn't have a choice. They needed to use him. Like, they didn't have their their leading quarterback. So, you got to put in your backup. Jordan Love is the backup. That's just natural. Everybody's like, well, he should have sat out. He needs to sit down and learn. They had no choice. Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. They had to put another quarterback in. What, you going to not have a quarterback the whole game? Doesn't make sense. So, Jordan Love is in. You could see the nervousness on his face when the camera zoomed in. He was so anxious, you know, to the point where, Devontae Adams at one point was holding up his hand like, I am open, throw me the ball. It was like high school football almost, like, we have a play, but if I get open, I'm just going to wave at you and throw me the ball. And that I was like, it's got to come down to that because this kid is so scared, so nervous. He doesn't know what he's doing, um, and he still has a lot to learn. And because of that, they got almost blown out like the first, I think, two or three quarters. They had zero points. They couldn't even get – Crosby couldn't even get the ball between the, the goalposts. So – it was just a mess. I honestly think this is when we come back to remembering that NFL football is also a mental game as well. And when you have a lot of drama and controversy going on with your team, it's hard for the team to get motivated to go out there and focus when you have a lot of drama circling the wagon with your team. And everybody's like, we're about to win this game. Wait, Aaron Rodgers tested positive, so we're going out there without our our star QB? Crap. And I feel like that's how they felt. Um, even at one point, I think one of the wide receivers ran up like on the side of Jordan Love when he was scrambling, didn't know what to do and said, hey, right here, throw me the ball. Like that's I swear that's how it was. It's not funny, but it's funny. Um, and then can I mention this? They put his his mom and his girlfriend in the worst seats anyone could sit in the entire stadium. I mean, mind you, it's cold, by the way. All the way up at the very top, past the nosebleed section, you see his mom and his sister. Like, I don't know if that game was sold out. I don't know the parameters of what happened there. But you mean to tell me they couldn't find better seats? Security couldn't get them some wristbands so they could watch the game from the ground? Come on now. That's that guy's family and his girlfriend. They couldn't do better than that. To be fair, maybe Patrick Mahomes, you know, brother and them need to sit up there. Learn something. <laughs> Humble yourself. Because... I, I felt bad for his mom and his girlfriend sitting up there. I was like, ooh, Lord. And they did not look happy. I wouldn't either. I'm all the way at the back. They're like, there's no seats behind me. Like, all you see is sky. That's it. So if you go back and watch the highlights, you'll see everything I'm talking about as well. So let's get into Aaron Rodgers real quick, just for a few minutes. Um, so as you know, Aaron Rodgers tested positive for COVID-19. He went on the Pat McAfee show, and he made a few comments about uh, when they asked him about his vaccination status, he said, yes, I'm immunized, which according to CDC, I'm going to go by the dictionary and I'm going to go by the CDC definition of immunized. You can make up whatever definition you like. I'm not here to argue about how people feel about vaccinations or not. Um, I feel like if you're not going to get vaccinated again, we talked about that on this show, then you follow some sort of protocol. You do what you can to protect yourself and your family. That's really all that matters. And I feel like that's maybe what Aaron Rodgers did. However, that's not what he described, nor that's not what he explained when asked that question. I want to keep that in mind, too, as well, because he could have just said no comment. That is a personal matter. I choose not to answer. He literally can say that other players have said that. So 
And I think he even at one point mentioned that he didn't want to say that because they said if you they catch you, if the media catches you wearing a mask on like the sidelines, they automatically assume you're not vaccinated. Well, that's not fair. I know people personally that are vaccinated that wear mask out because they want to. No offense, to be fair, we're in the fall winter season and this is cold weather like this. You know, Theraflu, all of them make their commercials right about now. Where they're like, oh, do you have the flu? Do you have a cough? Do you have the cold and sinus? I mean, to be fair, I just wear it so I don't get sick. Because I just don't want to deal with it. Like, people don't know how to cover their mouth sometimes when they cough. It's just a whole mess. So, I don't think that's a fair assumption. Um, But if that's what you're worried about, as open as he's been to the media about his comments, his thoughts on a lot of things, especially prior to the season starting, I don't know if I buy that one. But for me, it was the comparison using a Martin Luther King junior quote that actually is a quote from the letters um from Birmingham jail um if you go look up that quote that he said in that interview that's where that MLK quote came from um during that time and for him to make that comparison um as to what MLK was fighting for and why he was standing up against you know unfair justice and laws whatever um is not equal to you having to follow policies, procedures, and protocol with wearing your mask around the stadium and facility. I just want to note that. That's the only thing. Listen, Aaron Rodgers can get up there and say whatever he wants. He's a grown man, um, and he's set. He's built his career. He can choose to retire tomorrow, and he'd be good. So I just feel like, in my opinion, you just got to be careful what references you use to try to prove your point, because that's really what that was. And and, and all he got a lot of backlash about it. Now, y'all may not agree. Y'all may say, hey, I don't see anything wrong with what he said. That's fine. That's your personal opinion. This is mine. And to be fair, some of the backlash, I, I kind of understood it. You used a very, very terrible reference to try to justify why you felt the rule for wearing a mask around a facility was a dumb rule. So you didn't follow it. I feel like rules, some rules, some rules and procedures Actually, all of them are in place. There's plenty of rules and procedures out there that as an individual, I may not agree with. That doesn't stop me from following them. For whatever reason, they're in place. I'm going to follow them. If I don't like it, then guess what? I can leave. That's really the other option you have. And he chose not to do that on top of the comments that he said to the media. So, And you have to look at what it costs you. It costs your team losing an unnecessary game because of it. Listen, at the end of the day, I hope he learned something from this. I hope the next words out of his mouth are an apology, which I believe he took ownership for his comments that he made that um, caused a lot of backlash and may have been, um, I don't want to say disrespectful, but may have offended um, a community or a group of people um, in that sense. That's what I read on Twitter. So I, I think he did take ownership for it. I was hoping he would. I said that if he opens his mouth again, if it's not an apology coming out of his mouth, to be fair, I honestly don't want to hear it. Um, I always really was a fan of Aaron Rodgers as QB in the NFL. I respect his skill set. He's crazy great on the field. But as a person, I have a lot of questions and I just don't 100 percent align with some of his um, his uh, his understanding of equating certain famous quotes during very, very hard times. And by that, I'm honestly loosely using hard. It was worse than that. Um, during racism and discrimination uh, with MLK, who was the leader and activist, a civil rights activist in that right, to what you're dealing with with having to wear a mask. 
as you sit on your couch and the sunlight beams down in your face and you're on a Zoom call. So that's my two cents um, on Aaron Rodgers. I'm not going to spend too much time on it because you've probably heard enough, but go back, watch it. Tell me what your thoughts are. Of course, as you all know, I love to hear from you. Let me know what you thought about his comments. Uh, You know, if you hit me up via the website or my DM on Instagram, um, my handle is my first and last name, Ashley Gibbs. Um, I'll be happy to share your thoughts on here. Um, Again, let's remain respectful. I wasn't disrespecting Aaron Rodgers. I was just saying I don't align with that. um, Some of those comments that he made. That's my personal opinion. And you're welcome to yours. Um, Now, let's move on to the third topic. You have the Cowboys lose to the Broncos. That, yikes, that was, God help me. Dak Prescott threw um, for 232 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. And can I say the Broncos defense, they just did a great job shutting down that offense. I know there's some Cowboys fans out there. Um, Thank you for your comments on my podcast, letting me know you're, you're dedicated Cowboys fans. I'm rooting for you. But let's just face it, the Broncos shut that offense down and capitalized off that one interception. Ezekiel Elliott, they were saying he didn't look like his original self. It made me wonder about Dak's calf injury because, you know, they said a sprain or tear or a ligament. Listen, the story changed 16 times within five days. I just That's how I feel about that story with his injury. I don't think he should have been out there. You could see it in his style, the way he was playing just poor decisions, like spiking the ball, throwing it off to the side. At one point, I think he threw it directly to the other team. I was like, I don't know who he thought from his team was over there. Um, But everybody has, you know, a bad game. And in this case, it was against the Broncos. So, you know, Cowboys fans, I know you're hurting um, inside. I'm sure they'll come back. They'll watch the tape. I'm sure he'll get, you know, some updates on his calf, whether it's a sprain, tear, uh, stretched out. I don't Listen, I don't know. Um, if anyone knows what's really going on with his calf, let me know. Cause I hear like five different stories. Um, but yeah, um, the Cowboys definitely lost to the Broncos and I was just as shocked as you were because I had them winning that game. So let's look at my top five teams for the week. This list definitely changed. Um, the Ravens are number one because that, oh, again, that was the best game and Lamar Jackson had my eyes open. I was like, what? Number two is the Chargers. Cause the charge, I, I y'all remember in the first season when I predicted about Justin Herbert, I just want to note that I predicted that that kid was going to be a force to reckon with to watch because he's just going to keep getting better each season. And here's my thing. There are some rookies that go out there and do well. And there are some that don't. Jordan Love is one of those that he just didn't, but he just has to work at it. He has a lot of pressure. So Justin Herbert was an exception to the rule. Um, number three is still the Bucks. They were on a bye week. They're coming back this week. Um, number four, I'm going to put for number four, I'm going to switch it. I originally had the Packers, but I'm definitely moving that. I'm putting the Steelers there because the Steelers just blew out the Bears. And then number five, I'm actually going to go with um, the Chiefs. Why not? I'm just going to put them in my top five. I still think that their offense needs some work. I still think their defense needs some work, but they played, they, they played decent enough to hold the Packers to some degree. I I don't want to think that a whole team revolves around one player because there's plenty of teams that when Dak was out, the backup went out there and did such an amazing job. So I think it's about a team. Again, NFL is a team sport. So even when you lose one star player, someone else should be ready to step up and make magic happen on that field. If you're practicing, if you're training like you should, you don't have to get ready if you stay ready. So that that's my notion about that. But yeah, I listen, 
that those are my top five teams. I don't really have anything special to say about these past week games. I was just as mind blown as to who was winning as you are. You know, shout out to the Jaguars. I always root for them. They're always at the bottom of the barrel, and that's not fair. All right, let's look at week 10 predictions. I know y'all are going to laugh. All right, so for the Rams versus the 49ers, I don't bet against my own team, even though I know probably what the results are going to be. But we are going to choose the 49ers. For the Ravens versus the Dolphins, I'm going to choose the Ravens because they've just been killing it. Bucks versus Washington, I'm going to choose the Bucks. I'll be at that game. Browns versus the Patriots, I'm going to choose the Browns. You know, Baker Mayfield without OBJ. Listen, st- I don't know how to say his name. Is it Stefanski? Did I say that right? I, I listen. I don't know. Um, but the head coach for the Browns um, has done a great job at creating plays. I think the force was I had to create plays around OBJ, and he's not catching the ball. So um, they were able to create some different plays. And did you hear about Nick Chubb? Nick Chubb showed out last game. Now he tested positive for COVID nineteen. Listen, I don't even listen. I get not only does it hurt fantasy football, me as a, a fantasy football player, but you're hurting your team, bro. How y'all going to do so well that week and then turn around and then you can't play next week? If y'all can see my face right now, I'm like scrunching like, come on. Like, I get it. If you followed every rule regulation and you still caught it, then damn, it's just a blow. But like... I hope that the rest of these players are out there, at least if you're not, you know, vaccinated, whatever the procedures and policies are, that you're following it to the best of your ability in and outside the stadium. Because this is your season. This is your time. You're earning, you got to earn those checks at the same time, but also you get to play the game that you love to play. I I wouldn't want to miss out on that. The Bills versus the Jets, I'm going to choose. Listen, if the Bills let the Jets come in and beat them, Y'all, that's embarrassing. Falcons versus the Cowboys. I'm going to go with... Mm, Falcons been playing... Listen, this is touch and go. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. Saints versus the Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. Jaguars versus the Colts. I'm going to go with the Jaguars. They got that confidence now. The worst thing you could do is give a team hope that's been losing this whole time. And now the Jaguars won a game. Um, Lions versus the Steelers. I'm going to give the Steelers. Vikings versus the Chargers. This is going to be a good game, I feel like. But every time I've said it's going to be a good game, it never is. So I'm not going to, I take that back. I'm not going to say it's going to be a good game. I don't know. But this is a game I'm going to watch there. So I'm going to go with the Chargers. Panthers versus the Cardinals. I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray should be back by then. Seahawks versus the Packers. Not even going to lie. I heard that Aaron Rodgers is cleared to play against the Seahawks. I also heard Russell Wilson is cleared to play. So if nothing else, I'll be watching that game. I'm going to go with... uh, I want to go with the Seahawks. I don't know why. I made that weird noise because I just don't know what I'm doing. Eagles versus the Broncos. (laughs) I'm going to go with the Broncos. And then Chiefs versus the Raiders. I'm going to choose the Chiefs. So those are my predictions for week 10. I'm not going to lie. I'm on the fence about my choice of picking the Seahawks, but I feel like Russell Wilson wants to come back and say, hey, yo, I've been sitting down way too long. I need to go out here and ball. And that's really how I feel like he's about to do it. Aaron Rodgers, after his comments and everything he said, I just I don't think it's going to hurt his locker room, but if I was him, I would really try to focus on that team camaraderie, that team cohesiveness, so that way they look good when they step out on that, feel like they didn't miss a beat. That's my two cents. 
Y'all, thank you so much for listening to me talk for over 27 minutes. I appreciate every last one of you. Again, I want to hear from you. Go to www.notyouraveragecheerleader.com. Let me hear from you or visit me on Instagram, handle Ashley Gibbs. I appreciate all of you that are dedicated subscribers and listeners. I'm just going to keep making content for you because, again, here at Not Your Average Cheerleader, I always got something to say about something. Y'all have a great day. Bye.